Welcome to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we are unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Crystal Roberts, and together with Trisha Ryan, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we're exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Trisha. I'm really excited about today. Yeah, yeah. we get to do a coach's corner. Yeah. So. Um, anybody's wondering what's a coach's corner we are gonna do a kind of a mini episode in a way about something really specific Mm -hmm. and so what are we doing it on this week we're going to be doing it on a leader 360 so if anybody doesn't know what that is a leadership or a leader 360 is an assessment that it looks at a person whoever the the person who is the one having the 360 done, um, it is a way for the people um, above that person, the people they work with, their peers, the people that directly report to them, and any other people, stakeholders or other people that they deal with, assess the leader on different elements of how they show up, basically. It's an amazing way to capture where a person is at this time and it is just a window in time it's not a forever thing right i think that's really an important piece of that is it's just a snapshot Mm -hmm. and basically what a 360 is is feedback yes yeah we're looking we're looking for confidential feedback it's based on any good tool anyway is based on research Mm -hmm. and proven leadership traits and dimensions it's really a foundation for ongoing coaching and feedback. So it's not a one and done kind of thing. It's it's a a place in time that gives you some insight into how you're doing right now as a leader, knowing that you can make progress. Yeah, exactly. And you know what it is exactly for those who really have not ever heard of a 360 or haven't had one before. um, It's an assessment based on research proven leadership traits. So and dimensions. And so they're defined, they're predefined. And it's a questionnaire. And it's both for the leader and for others that rate them. Um, It's confidential, which a lot of people if they know anything about 360, but maybe haven't taken that trip before. It's confidential. You know, it's not something that is shared with the world. It is something that is shared with the person who has the 360. And then they're encouraged maybe to share it with their boss or whomever, but it's not mandatory. And the other thing that's really important to remember is it's all about development. It is not about performance. And that is a, that's a real misconception that I've heard a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get a 360. I don't want my performance to take a hit. And that maybe suggests that they might think that their behaviors or their performance isn't going to be, or the behaviors aren't going to be what they are hoping that come across as. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I'm wondering how much we need to do a self-check, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I know when I'm working with clients who are doing 360s is it's really important to focus on 
where are the areas that they're doing really well? Mm. What are the strengths? So when we think about doing a leader 360 and the feedback we'll get is taking a strengths-based approach and really celebrating those areas where you're doing well. And I've never seen anyone, any of the feedback that I've done, any of the, the 360s where I've given them feedback, where somebody hasn't had at least a couple of areas that are strengths that they can actually build on. Absolutely. You know, it's it's one thing to, um, it's, I think it's frightening for some people. Yeah. It's like that deep it's dive stressful. into yourself. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, it's like a, it's like looking in the mirror and some people don't do that very well. They're not used to it or, yeah. or they work in a job where that just isn't something that crosses their mind. But, or there's people like myself who I want everything to be perfect, right? Exactly. <laughs> I want everything to be perfect. So I think what's so interesting is like when I'm talking with leaders about this is like that, that feedback that how people are experiencing you it's happening anyway right so all this is is giving you an opportunity to sort of look under the hood and say oh this is what's really going on this is how people are perceiving me anyway so it's not new it's just you actually get to see it and now you know what you have to deal with well and as we know awareness is key you know if you are aware of something you can't you know, once you learn something, you can't take it back, right? But once you learn something about yourself, that's the starting point for doing something about it. If you come back and your 360 shows that you are strong in every area that matters, then I applaud you. And I will tell you that that often happens to people, right? Yeah. And often you may be really high in most areas and you may have just one area that's maybe not quite as high. I want people to remember or know that 360s are not the first place you go when somebody's not doing their job well. A 360 often is exactly when you're doing a great job, but you yeah. want to be even more effective yeah. or you want to see where your strengths are so you can leverage them in whatever an, the next initiative is. Yeah. It's not an inexpensive tool to use, but it is a wonderful tool to use if you have aspirations and you want to, um, let's say you want to further your career, you want to move up a ladder or across the ladder. Knowing this, you know, where you stand right now is so important because you can get some insights around how you could be even more effective with your upline, your peers, your direct reports. And it's it's just a, a wonderful window to, to look through. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really important tool when we mm-hmm. think about succession planning. So that's really looking at those people who have been identified that may be sort of the stars. And so it's a real positive thing to be asked to do a 360. Right. And, you know, in, in many organizations, that is a part of putting somebody on a track. So if you've got somebody who's an emerging leader who might have some promise, having that 360 gives the the people who are doing the developing an idea of where they need to put some concentration. And that is invaluable. You know, you, you really want, if you want to be a well-rounded and go into your leadership career or, you know, follow your aspirational goals and go where you want to go, if you have a roadmap on the front end because you've gotten that feedback, it gives you an idea of where you want to keep your concentration to keep that momentum, you know? Yeah. Yep, for sure. Why do a leader 360? 
One group that we actually follow a lot um, is Zanger Folkman, and that's Jack Zanger and Joe Folkman. And they are, they're kind of leaders in the world of, or thought leaders, but leaders in the world of leadership. Jack Zanger has been a leader guru for many years for quite a few CEOs and, and Fortune 100 companies. And Joe Folkman is a, I believe he's a psychiatrist. And I know he's a psychologist at least, but I think he's a psychiatrist. And he is also um, an outstanding thought leader when it comes to the world of how to assess a leader and how to find out where their strengths are and how to, you know, how to identify that and then and then work on ways to improve it. They did a study of more than 50,000 leaders and they found that leaders who ranked in the top 10% for asking for feedback also ranked in the top 86th percentile for overall leadership effectiveness. And that's that's amazing. You know, those yeah. are people who are asking for it. Yeah. Right? I think what's it's kind of obvious in a way when you really think about it. It's like, why is that true? Mm-hmm. And it's because what I was just talking about, it's like that's already going on out there. People are already assessing you, whether they share with you or not. And this is an opportunity to really, when you ask for feedback, is to really understand what's the impact that you're having. Mm-hmm. And once you get those insights, if you really think about them and you and you take some action as a result of that, then that gives you the opportunity to grow. So those insights give you the opportunity to change your behavior, to be better, to grow. Mm -hmm. And so that makes sense that, that the feedback would lead to insights, which leads to growth, which leads to increased organizational effectiveness. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's why that and engagement. You know, increased engagement because, you know, obviously you're learning from people who report to you as well and people across from you, you know, your your peer group. You said the word grow a couple of times as you were just um, talking about that, and it makes me think about a fixed and growth mindset. You know, when you're talking about people who are actually asking for a 360 – yeah, are generally those people who live in a growth mindset. They yeah. want to know more. Those are those lifelong learners, if you will, that, that are looking for ways to be even better than they are. And people with a fixed mindset generally have a hard time buying what they see on a 360. And it's okay not to buy it immediately. I have to say from personal experience, yeah. you know, I've had, I've had a couple of these in my career. And I'd say probably maybe the most recent one I had, which was a couple of years ago, it was not, I don't think it was bad news or anything. It was, you know, I came up strong in a lot of stuff, but there was one area that I had um, opportunity for growth. Yeah. And I never would have put myself in that spot. Um, And particularly after the career I've had, I wouldn't have put myself there. But when I looked at the numbers, it, was clear that that people across the board saw me there. Yeah. And in thinking about it, it took me a while. I didn't I didn't accept that immediately. The first couple of days I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I must I can't believe this. I can't believe they did that. You know, yeah. it's not them, it's me. I didn't look in the mirror. But after I think probably about a week, I started looking for opportunities or looking for places where I am not showing up the way I want to. And a little self-assessment, right? And I also asked a couple of people I trust to just keep me honest on it. You know, it's like, if you see that I'm not doing something, would you just tell me? Because 
I don't want to miss an opportunity and I want to keep working on this. I need to grow in this area. And that helped immensely. I have, yeah. you know, a couple of, of trusted peer coaches, if you will, yeah. you know, who helped me through a lot of stuff like that. And it's, it has helped immensely. I think I feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident in those areas now. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to work on those because clearly it's something that if you don't stay on it, it goes away. It's kind of like anything. If yeah. you don't ride a bike for a million years, you're going to have a hard time keeping it up, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think what you said there was really important that it isn't like kind of like we we're saying that it's not one and done. Mm -hmm. So we take the, the insights that we get from it, which comes from that reflection yes. on the feedback we get. Then we take some action and then we ask like from those people that can help us give more feedback mm -hmm. to say, hey, this is what I'm working on. Have you seen a difference? And hopefully they can say yes or no and you continue that dialogue around the feedback. So that gives you that additional opportunity to grow because you realize, hey, this whatever action I took, it either resonated or it didn't mm -hmm. and now I have a choice again what do I want to do differently to continue to grow in those areas and yeah. we know right that it's an iterative process yes. so we don't always get it right the first time and that's part of that growth mindset mm -hmm. right we're going to test it we're going to try something maybe it works maybe it doesn't and we're going to shift a little bit and we're going to Try again, and we keep trying and trying until we get better and better at something. And that is leadership. That's what leadership behaviors are like, you know, yeah. always looking to improve where you are, not getting complacent or not being stuck where you are thinking that that is it. Right. It's dynamic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to share along that same line. And again, it's also Zanger Folkman comes mm -hmm. from them. And we'll put links in the show notes for you. But they also did a study. Sometimes it can feel like it's really hard to change or we, sometimes we don't even believe we can change yes. or that others can change. But they did a study there where they looked at data from 545 relatively senior executives who participated in a leadership development program in three different organizations. And basically what they found is that for those people who actually did take the the feedback in and they they focused on it and they actually made conscious changes mm -hmm. when they resurveyed 75% of these leaders were able to change obviously they had to do something you can't it doesn't you know time going by isn't mm -hmm. the answer but when they actually focused on the change people said yes they 75% of them actually did make change that's hopeful to me. It's very hopeful. I yeah. mean, that that number alone, that's phenomenal. Um, I don't know of any other study that actually gets into that detail. And yeah. I really appreciate the fact that the message it sends me is that we have we have healthy leaders in play there, you know. Yeah. And and I'm hoping that's true. I I think people that are in we're all in leadership roles and we know that, but People who are in formal leadership roles often get so busy and they're so focused on what they're doing that they forget to develop themselves, right? Yes. And so it's it's just something that happens. Sometimes you just get so much in your driving for, you know, results with your team, with your peers, yeah. with your, you know, trying to make sure that you're you're doing what you say you're gonna be doing. And the problem with that 
is, and I'm going to say it's a problem, is that often by not giving yourself any attention and not developing those things that interest you or um, make could make things easier for you in certain areas, that is, that's like getting stuck. It can be over time not very valuable. You've just got to keep your skills up. And a 360 sometimes is the way to find out what skills you want to put some attention yeah. to, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh. So um, there is something that came out, and I don't know. I'm just playing with something I was looking on the web, right? Yeah. And um, it's it's not even uh, a major study, but it is, uh, it was by Charles Rogol, who's the VP of Consulting Services at DecisionWise, which is a company that actually does things like 360s. But they, they had eight benefits of 360-degree feedback, and I'll get you the link in the show notes. But one to eight, what's the benefit? It increases self-awareness, clearly. When you get feedback on your performance, on your behaviors from your your upline, your peers, and your direct reports, and others, that's that's a first look at yourself, and it starts the the ball rolling in getting you to be more self aware. You know, yeah. it's it's actually self discovery in some cases, right? Yeah. Number two is it clarifies behaviors mm. and that's a real mark of a good 360 yes. so that you actually know this is what I'm doing and this is the impact that it's having. And so this gives you insight into what you actually need to change. So that's getting really specific about these are the behaviors that we're seeing mm. or not seeing. So measures the how is number three and it's talking about how you're showing up, basically, you know, not, not just what you're doing, but how it's impacting or how it's showing up to others. Yeah. So oftentimes we think about the most important thing is the results yes. that people are achieving. Uh, and you know, that really is important. We yes. have to deliver results, but it's the how, like, are we leaving dead bodies in our wake? Right. So this is measuring that what's your impact on people? This is no different from what you would hope to see in a performance appraisal or a performance evaluation when you're looking yeah. at the way people do their job is just as important as them doing their job. So yeah. if they're the what they did is important. Yes, it's absolutely important. It's what you set your goals on. But how they got there is just as important. If I mow over everybody it's in my way to get my work yeah. done, that's not good behavior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the how, right? Yeah. <laughs> so number four is promotes dialogue. And this really gets to what I was talking about before, which is once you have actually, well, I think it goes not only to follow up, but even the prep. So it's really important to set the stage with the people that you're going to mm. be asking to rate you. Yeah. So that starts the dialogue to say, Hey, I, I'm at this point in my career that I really want to get some feedback and it's really important for me to hear from you. And this is why, but then following up afterwards and saying, Hey, here's a few of the things that I learned and these are the things I'm going to do. And please let me know if you see a difference. So it's promoting the conversation around 
your performance and how you're impacting others. And that kind of goes right into the next one, which is improves working relationships. Because you're asking people to give you feedback and you are assessing yourself as well. I mean, a 360 involves your own assessment of yourself, of your own behaviors. And so sharing that back and forth and being able to talk about what you're working on with, with the people who are giving you feedback. It takes caring to give feedback. It's not something that, you know, people do without thinking about it takes courage. That's right. But they wouldn't give feedback. People don't give feedback unless they care enough to give it. You know, it's, it's not something if it's, if it's not given with any kind of, of care or regard, then it's not feedback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it also, by you asking for that feedback, shows that you value them and value their opinion. Yeah. That is key. You know, that that's what keeps relationships going after, especially after a 360, because when you get your results, you may not always be prepared for what you see. And it's not bad. It's just, it's just information. And that's what another thing I want to make sure we make real clear. This is just information. You know, what you do with it is your choice, but hopefully you'll take it and grow from it. Yeah. Number six is encourage personal development. Mm. So of course you're going to take on the development around the leadership traits. But the other thing is this also drives us to think about what are those things that are underpinning our behaviors? So what are our assumptions? What are the things that we value? And those having us examine those as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number seven is increases accountability. And, you know, when you get a 360, the, the questions are set so that they ask, they ask pretty specific questions. You know, they're, they're trying to dig into real specific behavior. It's not like, you know. Be a better a good, leader. Yeah, be a better leader. Communicate or, better. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you do with that? That is so frustrating when you get feedback like that. Like, I certainly uh, hate it. It's like, and, you know, or you get feedback like, oh, I really like the way you did that. Yeah, right. What did I do? <laughs> when did I do it? Yeah. Yeah, there's, it, it provides enough detail that it puts a little context into what people are giving you feedback on too. Yeah. I mean, so that when you get it, you can say, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not putting the situation in there, but it is, you can pretty much tell if, you're, if your peers are seeing you as really high in a certain area and you interact with them a lot, yeah. then, and your feedback is probably going to say that, you know, you're detail-oriented, you are, you know, and not just detail-oriented, that you are, you know, very strategic in your, in your working for, you know, your focus on results and all of that kind of thing. It's not just, um, you know, you do good work. Yeah. And most leader 360s have both the like rating, Likert scale rating, zero to five, whatever. And they have written comments. Yes. So you can get feedback and insight from both of those, which I think is really helpful. Yeah. And I think I would have to say that the better 360s have that. There are a lot of 360s that don't offer that. And I think they're missing something. Um, you know, I think that we, we know a couple that I, I consider gold standards, and they both offer area for some verbatim. And what I love is that you can get some great information in the comments that the Likert skills not going to tell you, right? Yeah. Yep. 
And number eight enhances performance. So that's the point, right? So this is sort of the wrap up. We want to see on these leader 360s that there's actually some kind of improvement around their performance. And also the better 360s have in a category around leader effectiveness. Mm -hmm. And they should have some research that shows that this actually leads to better business performance. So look for that when you're looking for a leader 360. And, you know, when you are looking for a leader 360, look for one that offers reports that are detailed enough that you could actually identify ways to improve them. So they give you enough information. They almost give you hints along the way of, you know, where you could put more emphasis. They do a really good job of analyzing the information. And they do that based on millions of bits of data, you know, billions of them, you know, and so they're, they've got, I know one in particular that has 200,000 or 300,000 leaders who have gone through it. And there are others that have even more than that, but that usually helps you when you're looking for a validity study, they have enough information and they vetted it to make sure that they are um, doing something that matters, that means something, that actually can be actionable. So I think that um, it's it's really a great idea when you're looking for a 360, look for one that's got enough detail and offers you um, a report that has some recommendations if possible. Yeah. So when we think about looking for a, a leader 360, make sure that it's research-backed. So that they've they've done their due diligence around that. They have a big data set that they're looking at. That those models that they're looking for are based on adult development yes. theories and models. Yes. It looks at competencies and behaviors. It's easy to interpret and understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what's interesting about that one is we've definitely used some that are a lot more complex <laughs> to understand. And honestly, I'm not sure the the outcome is worth the effort. And we've worked with some other tools that are really mm. simple for people to be able to sort of look at the report and understand what it says and what they need to do. And that's really important. Yeah, that is key. And, you know, I, I, you were saying that we've we've worked with models that have been harder to understand. It's true. And, and the the sad part about those is that they're very good. I mean, they're actually yeah. really good assessments. Problem is they're hard to implement. It's mm-hmm. hard to put direct development around it. And it's hard to see behaviors hold. I don't see them turn into habits. And so um, I think that ha- says a lot for the quality. Although I would say that you know, some of them, they've been around for a long time. They, they're trusted in certain parts of the country. Um, but I, I do have a favorite, so yeah, you know, and I will continue to use it. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing uh, when looking for a 360, make sure that there is that place where it's tied to results. So mm. we talked about that a little bit. Um, that the platform is easy to use, and yes. when we talk about that, we mean for the raters to be able to easily go in and rate, and that it doesn't take an inordinate amount of time to actually do it. Yes. Um, And that there's both that qualitative and quantitative, which means what we were talking about earlier with like a Likert scale, Mm -hmm. plus the opportunity for people to actually give written comments. So one other thing we wanted to cover is 
when this is a really important part of the process is who do you actually mm. ask to do to be your raiders? And the natural tendency <laughs> for most of us, I think, is to ask all the people My that friends. love me. They <laughs> love me. But we know that having a good mix mm-hmm. is really important. So some of the things that we look for in a raider are... We want somebody who knows you well and will provide you with honest feedback. Yeah, so people need to actually have observed your performance and have actually experienced you so that they have enough information to be able to actually answer all those questions. They have to have good intentions and sincerely want to help you learn more about your leadership. Yeah. So that's kind of gets to that piece about mm-hmm. who do you ask? Is it the person who is always complaining? Probably not. Unless right. you think they really have something positive, you know, your positive intent around your development. But somebody that you've had some challenges with, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. As long as they have your best interest at heart. You want to get people who understand your job responsibilities and areas of influence. And that's really important. Yeah. Yep. And that they can describe you in relationship to many roles you play on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- because, you know, we know that leaders don't just play one role, right? You know, they are, they're the, the leader of people who report to them, but they're often sometimes their mentor, or they might be a coach to someone else or, you know, a, a sounding board for someone else or their, you know, the, the information resource for their boss or some whatever, right? Yeah. They play a lot of roles. Yeah. So a question that we often get is how many raiders should we have? And we really recommend you need to have at least probably 10 to 15 people Mm -hmm. that you can ask because not everyone will fill it out. And you have to have at least five raters usually on most instruments. Right. If you don't have five, you won't be able to get um, a breakdown of the different raters that you have. When you get a feedback uh, or when you get uh, results from your 360 assessment, if you have enough raters in the different categories, you will have the categories mapped out for you so you can see how your peers felt about things and you can see how your direct reports um, are rating you. And you can also see how your boss and your others are. You'll always get to see how your boss rates you, right? Yeah. But um, because most of us don't have many bosses, um, you, so you're always going to have that. Yeah. But the other folks, you need to have at least five in each category or else it just won't come up in the, the category, won't come up. The people that are, that are, in that category will be fed into another category. Yeah. So if, if you're a leader who's thinking, oh, I don't have that many people that can actually give me feedback, that's okay too. Yeah. It means that you probably aren't a good candidate for a tool, mm-hmm. but you can still get 360 feedback by engaging a coach um, who can go and do some interviews for you. And that's certainly acceptable too, to get some feedback. You can actually figure out, you know, who, who would be best to give you feedback and they can do a report. So it, it just doesn't work so well on one of these platforms. Right. Yeah. It's, it, you really need, if you're new in a business, that's another thing. If you haven't been in your job for very long, like maybe only six months or so, even sometimes a year, but six months is, is a little bit 
At least early. six months. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a little early. I mean, yeah. my personal preference would be that somebody has about a year in because yeah. that way you've had a chance to build rapport and build relationships and build your network. And that yeah. that's what you need is a, kind of a little bit of a rich network when you're um, earlier in your career so that you can have, when you want 360, you have enough people to rate you who know you, right? Right. Sometimes we get the question, well, can we have somebody who isn't um, currently a direct report? So maybe you are more more fresh into a new role. Mm. And I think that's a good place to have a discussion with whoever you're working with, the coach that you're working with who's helping you with the 360 to determine does that make sense or not. But I would say, yeah, let's have the conversation. It might make sense. Yeah. The other thing sometimes people ask is, what about if I have community relationships, relationships outside the organization? That's very common. So mm -hmm. people sometimes will want to engage those people. Most of these tools now are able to accommodate that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, there are jobs that we, we know about that most of the work is done with outside stakeholders right yeah so you know especially if you have some kind of a i don't know political um you know work that you're doing or if you're working with associations or something those are not internal yeah. to your business necessarily so they're important people and yeah. if you work with them their opinion counts yeah should. and you might have long-term customers right that that you're working with that sort of thing so those are good people to consider as well the last question that we oftentimes get is on the maximum side. Sometimes people mm. want to invite everybody. So again, that's a good conversation to have with your coach. And we would say the, if it gets too many, sometimes that can get a little wild and so can sort of dilute some of the feedback. Yes. So we want to have you pick who's most important to you. So probably a max of 25, I would think. Mm -hmm. But I have worked with people who have had way more than that. Mm -hmm. And it was made sense because of the amount of contacts that they had. And so they felt it was really important that all those people had an opportunity to at least be invited to give feedback. And so we did it and it worked just fine. Yeah, I would say I've, I've also had a couple of 360s that I've, I've helped people through and, and they, they looked for quite a few people to be in their their uh, radio group. And the part that made that okay was that not everybody took them up on it. You mm -hmm. know, that's, that's a reality too. So when you are thinking about a number, um, maybe think closer to the 2025 if you can, yeah. because you know that it's possible that you yeah. won't get that many who actually respond. 360s are surveys after all, and a lot of people are survey crazy. They don't want to do them or they, you know, they're kind of averse to them. So, you know, just even that first letter that you send out to people asking them if they'll do it, you know, that's a good good time to maybe touch base with them and say, I know it's a lot to ask, or I know that whatever, just yeah. kind of, you know, tell them how important it is to you. And often that'll make a difference. Yeah. So just taking a minute to touch on team feedback. So one thing that we have found to be really powerful is to have a leadership team do this together so that they get individual feedback and then they also get team feedback. And then they can look at 
the aggregate um, for the team and look at areas where they have strengths as a team as well as areas for development. And that can be a really great way to increase their leadership effectiveness as a team. I used to do this years ago in, in healthcare. And I was so glad that we started doing that because one of one of the things we found in certain groups is that they had a lot of strength in one area and they all had not so much strength in yeah. another area. And it was funny, they all got along really well and they all had the same types of strengths. And mm -hmm. so the, the thing that we learned though was by missing those other things, they were spinning. They yeah. spent a lot of time spinning on certain things and they couldn't get to closure a lot of times or they yeah. couldn't get to implementation. And so learning that was wonderful because we, we then were able to bring in development for those other areas and it helped so tremendously. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It, the, it became a team effort to build their skills. They used each other as peers. You know, it was a cohort basically. Yeah. It was really nice. I loved, yeah. I loved that the whole team 360 thing is great. It gives you a real good idea of the strengths of your team. Yeah. Right? And maybe why you are not having the impact that you would like to be having yeah. in the organization. So we really highly recommend that. And again, your individual scores are always confidential and that's yes. really important. And Trisha said it earlier. I just want to emphasize that again, that it's about development, not about being part of your annual performance review. No. So it should never be about yeah. your performance. So, and, and you control what you share. So even if we're doing it in a team environment, the team report is an aggregate. The team would never see what an individual received. We do encourage people to figure out what do they want to share. It is mm -hmm. important to share back. Again, what we said, like part of that loop is reflecting back what you heard, thanking people for their feedback. It's that that communication piece is really important, but you always get to choose what it is that you are going to communicate. Just remember, and we've talked about this before, that you know being vulnerable is a leadership trait. It's a really good yeah. leadership quality. And, and this is a time when being vulnerable is sometimes a little scary, I think. But it shouldn't be because it's all about getting better, getting even, yeah. more, even stronger, even more effective, even more than you already are. Yeah. Right? And what's so important about that, too, is it sets the tone for everyone else. Oh, gosh. It's yeah. a wonderful example. Yeah. Right? It's, it's leader go first. And man, is that important. I've worked with groups where they want their leader that reports to them to do it, but they're not going to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a real killer of of vulnerability. It's It, it is not modeling what it takes to be a good leader. No, it's not modeling a growth mindset either. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. So we would <laughs> encourage if you're wanting your your folks to do a leader 360, I really want you to consider doing it yourself. You go first, show them how it can be done and how you can put a plan in place to grow and be and to be an even better leader than you are today. So you've had a little drink of 360s today, huh? Yeah. And we just wanted to give a little shout out to the top leader 360s that we love. So we love the Leadership Circle profile. 
My uh, number one go-to. Yep, our number one go-to. Um, the Center for Creative Leadership also has really solid tools. They The two that I really love are Skillscope and Benchmarks. Mm-hmm. Those yes. are really good. Um, Human Synergistics also has some really good tools as well. Leadership Impact. Yes. Leadership and Impact. Culture yeah. Impact, right? Yeah, yeah, and they have some other tools that, that coordinate with that, like Culture Impact. They look at mm-hmm. um, how that leader impact is impacting the whole organizational system. Yeah. So those are the, those are our top ones, but there's a lot out there. It's just important to do your research into that, into what you feel is the good match for your organization. And then depending on the coach that you're working with, one of the things that I have found is that people, you know, they, they have their loves, right? What they're certified in tends to be what they love. That's right. Yeah. So I I don't want to say that there's one, one way to do it. Yeah. No, in fact, to be honest, those were our top three. Yeah. But um, there are many, many, many of them out there. Uh-huh. So if you're willing to, you know, stay the course and look for through each and every one until you find the one that fits you, that's great. Yeah. Um, they, I think that no matter what 360 you get, you will get information that will help you, right? Yeah, so. right. That's the most important thing. So we hope this was helpful for you. Yeah. Um, as you think about... Do you want to do a 360? What are the benefits and how it would help make you um, a better leader? Yeah. You know what, you guys, it's really not scary. It's really just information, right? Yep. Yeah, it's information. So let's keep that conversation going. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at lifting underscore leaders. There are so many exceptional podcasts coming up, more with fantastic guests, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we have a fantastic party coming up. Yeah! (laughs) On March 25th. On March 25th. If you haven't heard us talk about it, go back to a previous episode. We're not going to go through all that again. But But we we will tell you it's at 9 o'clock Pacific time. (laughs) It's 9 o'clock March 25th. Nine o'clock Pacific time. If you want to be invited to this fantastic event, Zoom event, go to our webpage, go to the contacts area and send us an email and ask to be invited and we'll send you the link. That's at www.liftingleaderspodcast.com. Don't forget, if you know somebody who would find this episode inspiring, share it with them, text them, email them, and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram, or tag us on at lifting underscore leaders. If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, when we have them, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find show notes there as well. If you are looking for help in developing your leaders, or would like growth opportunity yourself through leader coaching, please contact us through our website at www.liftingleaders.com podcast.com that includes assessments yeah yeah absolutely we want to thank Ari Chance Roberts always for his technical support of our show and last we'd like you to subscribe if you if you see the the button subscribe to us we are absolutely free Crystal thank you this was fun this was a quick this was a really short um coach's corner huh (laughs) (laughs) We keep saying we're going to do short ones, but we haven't done one yet. So there you go. We love this topic. (laughs) We think it has so much potential 
to help people really make that next important step in their leadership. You know, I'm going to just pop in and say, you know, to that, I totally agree. And I'm thinking as we're looking at making a better world, as we're looking at changing the way we do things, because what we've been doing has not been working or is, or is not working as effectively as it used to. This is the best time in the world to do something like that. Take a look at yourself, look in the mirror. And the best way to do that is to get an assessment and find out how you're showing up, right? So thank you very much to our audience. We're so glad you listen to us every week. And, and please keep doing it. We, we actually love you. So <laughs> find ways every day to lift each other up. Have a good week. Bye. Have a great week.